I realize your guys' show is for the lore, which seems like it actually for the lore, and it almost <laughs> works. <laughs> You're listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves into the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or game design. Joining Roger is Joe, writer from WoW Insider and World of Maticus, and Vince from Massive Nerd. Every time I hear that, I hear Massive Nerd. I can't tell you how many times she she did that. That was the outtake. And Vince from Massive Nerd. What's a nerd? I don't know. <laughs> Hello and welcome to For the Lord, this is Roger, coming to you on Tuesday, January 3rd, one day late, but still, that that's, it wasn't my fault, the interwebs was down. But anyways, we are here, and on behalf Mine of... wasn't, well, so shut it was up. your fault. Well, it wasn't just my house, it was, you know, the area. Shut up! Okay, on behalf of me and the absent Joe, I wanted to wish a happy new year to everybody, all of our listeners, and uh, to everybody who joins us in the live chat room. So, any uh, actual New Year's resolutions that you made or just gonna roll with not doing jack shit anymore that's pretty much how i've been running my life for the last few years and it's been working for you i have not broken a single new year's resolution awesome i with tristan and i recorded our third droidcast yesterday and i was saying our our resolution this year is just to play a lot more star wars and we do that (laughs) for our listeners so that we can bring them the news it's not easy it's it's about it's all about being selfless and being there for everyone else so and we're we're prepared to do it. So for the for anybody listening, if you are interested again in Star Wars news and stuff and, and chit chat, uh, check out the Droidcast on iTunes or thedroidcast.com. So my son and I have been having a blast recording that together. And this episode we did a lot of talking about not just the the, the patch and the crew skills, but also the the hardcover journal that comes with the collector's edition is just this wealth of information in terms of lore for Star Wars, and it's absolutely Absolutely fantastic. I still haven't gotten mine yet because somebody hasn't made it to the freaking mailbox yet. But um, I'm hoping he will soon. <laughs> you can only blame Blizzard so long, you know. Oh, there's a Blizzard outside. I can't make it. Oh, I got a flat tire. I can't make it. Anyways, speak of the devil, he just came in, so I'm going to bring him in. <laughs> Add it to show. Hold on. Were we talking about anything important before he so rudely interrupted us? Are we ever talking about anything important? Oh, dude. He raises a valid point. He does? Okay. It's All rare. right. So, anyways, I, it was funny because we were talking pre-show there, Vince and I, and I was fully expecting that you guys were not playing anything else other than the Old Republic right now, except for your mandatory raids, Joe. Are you actually playing anything else right now? Uh, Sequence, because it's a shit ton of fun. Right. And, Vince, you've been playing Skyrim. Yeah. So. And Puzzle Agent. And Puzzle Agent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've had a chance to crack open Puzzle Agent. It's installed, though. It, oh, Puzzle oh. Agent is a fantastic game. It's just it's just such a quirky, weird little game. And when I saw it on sale, dude, it was like puzzles for everyone. <laughs> that was new. I bought some for I bought them for my wife, my son, my daughter. <laughs> you guys, hell, I bought Tart one. <laughs> like everybody puzzles. <laughs> so, but yeah, actually, did you, did you like your gift? Yes, I did. I sent you a thank you. Didn't I? 
No? I thought I sent you a reply by email. Shit, I was positive. Mm -hmm. I, okay, well, again, I'm going to go with blaming the meds on that. But thank you very much, yes. <laughs> um, no, I actually, I didn't pick up much in terms of the Steam sales either this year. Granted, there wasn't, I either already owned the games or they weren't a good enough sale, in my opinion. I did pick up um, L.A. Noir though, because it was like 12 bucks. And well, yeah, for $12 for the complete edition, how could you go wrong? Really, it's kind of hard to say no to that. Even I know that there's some things that aren't the best about the game, but it was like, again, it was 12 bucks. It's like, Jesus, I'll it's enjoy it. It's a damn there. fun game. Yeah. So did you guys pick up anything? I, I had a lot of the already played it, thankfully. Uh, let's see. Cave Story, Make Blooms Not War. Um... Yeah, there's a bunch of like indie games that I just bought. Yeah, I picked up a few of those as well, and I did pick up that sequence uh, based on your recommendation. So I'll check that out and see if it's any if it's any good. See, also wow. a lot of those where I was kind of considering, I was like, but am I going to play this instead of Star Wars? That's so. the other thing too. When I'm looking at the big ones that I was considering, because like Revelations was on sale, but not nearly good enough sale. So I know it's going to come on a better sale later on so i'll just kind of hold off and again i'm thinking you know what i picked up brotherhood and i still haven't gotten to that one because there's always been something else there and as it is i still have a couple of games that are are pending right now that i need to get back to before reckoning shows up which i mean dude the clock's it's ticking around the corner yeah so and then again the old republic is always there and if, quite frankly right now it's funny because I've been reading from different people who've been talking about the Old Republic. So we're getting a lot more reviews and people talking. And and, and now's the time when you start getting a lot more people talking smack about it. The, the people who think they know everything. And, oh, crap, it's we're almost done already. There's nothing to do at 50. You're not supposed to be 50 yet. And, of course, there's nobody else there. Nobody else is rushing through the content. So, yeah, enjoy it on your own. Go kill level 13 troopers in pvp because that's all yes you're please go kill level there. 13 troopers in pvp please i so, beg you yeah so <laughs> quite frankly there's i mean it's it's i've got right now my my smuggler's 32 or 33 and he actually reached legacy and it's at that point that i i kind of shelved him for a little bit to take a break to work on the other characters but Legacy was somewhat underwhelming I'm, I'm glad i hit it so that i can be building those points but i was See, I was told by somebody who got there that there was a, like there was a, a pseudo quote unquote boss fight kind of thing that you had to do or whatever. So I thought, oh, so there's a mission attached to it. A quest? No, there isn't. There's, I think they were mistaken with possibly a, a, a an actual class quest because no, you, you're done. You're, you're act one and then it's like you get an email saying hey grats here's your <laughs> you get legacy now and then you pop on your ship and a screenshot or a little window comes up saying what do you want your name to be and that was that i was glad that i hit it though so that now i'm playing my alts and it's it finally means something it's the window boss only the slightly boss. less dangerous than the elevator boss yeah really <laughs> dude the elevator <laughs> boss exists in all games simultaneously he is like omnipresent you saw me with the freaking elevator yesterday that was Joe. hysterical <laughs> i just watch it i just watch and roger's like oh, la, 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 la. i'm like what is he doing does he know something i don't know that he just like walks off the edge <laughs> some of that is freaking lag and so you're you running blame lag all, all you, you want, want sir and, hey how often did it happen it happened once all right and so no i'm running and then all of a sudden it kind of hiccuped and the next thing i know i'm in the air and it's like oh no good can come with this and it's that long sliding one and I managed to, it was the flashpoint. What's the name of that flashpoint? Car or something? Car, 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 
whatever. I slid down to the platform as it's going down, and that freaking platform, it's clipping it. There's no speed limit there. It's it's the Autobahn. And so I slid down, I hit it, and I had like maybe 2% life left. And I'm thinking, oh, thank God. And then out of nowhere, poof, I'm dead. And I'm like... What the hell? The elevator just sucker punched me at the end. It's like a bitch slap. It's like, no, you're not dead. Here. So, and then they couldn't res me because apparently on their screens, I was floating. Dude, you were, it was, it was awesome because like I get on the, I get on the lift and like Roger's body's on the lift, like at the top and we're going down and I'm trying to click his body and I can't res him. And so we get about maybe halfway down and all of a sudden his body just does like this whole Willy Wonka, like floating on bubbles thing and like slowly raises into the air. <laughs> I'm just sitting there dying. And I'm just like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Very awesome. Having to run all the way back. Um, no, I've been finding again that, I, like I said, my smuggler's about I, is 32 or 33. I think it's 32. And then I've now got a, 226s as well and then i got my little 13 and i'm listening to all the quests and i have been going my i'm playing either solo or i'm playing with my my son and i mean we're listening to everything we're doing everything and we are having an absolute blast and i can already see like again i haven't we haven't even finished one class yet and We've I've put in a lot of time, like quite a bit of time on these now, especially this last week I've been off and like there's still so much left to do. And by the time I've finished everything else, there's going to be new content coming down the pipe as well. I, I don't understand these people that are saying there's not enough. And then the other thing, too, is that some people there's have been always s- those people. Oh, yeah. But some people are also saying, you know, how like once you've done the non-class specific quest lines on a planet, you're not going to want to do them again. And I have done them again because when I'm playing with my son, we're doing all of the quests within reason, plus each of our class quests. And then like when I'm playing my bounty hunter, well, I'm redoing some of those. But what I've been finding, and I don't know if you guys have been finding the same thing too, is that in, in every case, I'm out leveling my planets. So what's happening is that the planet quests are quickly becoming green to me. And so what I'm doing is I'm kind of alternating where we're leveling and where I'm leveling with my characters so that, you know, I I don't necessarily need to level on, say, Tatooine because that's green to me. So I'll just go on Alderaan. But my other character... Instead, I'll level on Tatooine and I'll skip Alderaan kind of thing. So there's always, it's always still new content for the most part. And even when it's not and I'm doing the same thing, I'm still having fun with it. See, my thing is, is I have like a, I have a system for now leveling on planets and it's class quest first, unless I absolutely can't complete the class quest, then the extra story bits unless the extra story bits or extra quests are right where I'm going for my class quest. And the reason for that is because, like you said, I'm out-leveling the zone so quickly um, that it doesn't make it worthwhile except for credits and story later on. But because I'm trying to get to the end of Act 1 and I'm enjoying myself in that story, and that story is what's you know keeping me going, so to speak, um, and I'm enjoying that arc so much that once they become green to me, it's like, well, this isn't going to be effective and I do want to keep continuing my class quest. I need to make sure I'm leveling up with it. Uh, so what I do is I just make sure that I put that as the priority, and the other ones are just kind of sort of extras later on. And then when I have some downtime, or if I don't, if I feel like I want to just kill some time in game, I go back to the planet and I start picking up the quests that I, 
um, have left behind and I finish them out. Like I went back and did a bunch of ones on uh, drum and cause that I ignored things like that. Um, and I also have been ignoring a lot of the heroic area quests for right now. Yeah. Um, simply because some of them are either can't find somebody to help you out all the time with it, which I will say our server is actually pretty good about. Um, but the odd hours I keep, it's just not worth it. So I've been kind of pushing those aside until later on and then going back for them. Yeah, see, I'm doing, Tristan and I are doing the same thing where we're skipping planets when need be, but I've I've been telling him we're going to do those quests. Without a doubt, we're going to do them, whether it's on these characters or our next two characters that we're going to play, which are going to be our force characters. So we're going to do them, but I don't care if we do them, like I'd rather do them later. I'd rather, like you said, work on the class-specific quest lines now, because that's where you are getting your companions and where you're getting really really cool stuff not to say that the other quests aren't cool because some of them are really a lot of fun but i told him like even if we go back to say narshada when we're level 50s who cares it'll be easy as hell but i mean dude when we're going together because <laughs> i've been saying to playing a bounty hunter or playing with a bounty hunter at times feels like cheating it's just it it's unbelievable how I fast they the whip hunter. through shit. So whether we do it later at 50 or do it now, we're going to be ripping through the mobs any way you look at it. So it doesn't matter. It's just about the quest lines. Vince, what about you? Well, I've been systematically doing every single quest that I can. Get, that I can. Um, so far, the only thing I've passed on was I skipped the bonus quest line on Narshada just because I wanted to get to Tatooine to get my new companion so I can get rid of fat ass. <laughs> Oh, come on. You love him. <laughs> but, I mean, even, even as, quote, overleveled as I am with pretty much everything being green, I don't know if it's the Inquisitor specifically, but the class quests have still been really difficult at points. Like, there there were a couple of, you know, bosses, quote, that whooped my ass. Yeah, but you're you're leveling as a tank, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And then your, your pet is a tank, so that's why, yeah. Well, I have him in DPS mode, but... Yeah. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, when I have a, an, a proper DPS character, it, it'll. Uh, you know what? Say what help. you will about Mako, and some people love her, some people don't. I actually don't mind her, except in space combat. It's like just shut up. Somebody duct tape her mouth, complaining about my flying. But other than that, I can deal with her. <laughs> but I mean, I use her, of course, when I am with on on my bounty hunter, and then Tristan has been keeping her out when he's when we're playing together. So we've always got that healer with us, and she's not nearly as good as an actual healer although you know she's better than some of them i've come across <laughs> it's so hard healing two people oh, shut up <laughs> but uh but no she's been great and i find it makes a huge difference because i compared to leveling solo on my smuggler and being stuck with a tank and no healer oh, man it, it is a lot harder see i love mako and i think it's because of the type of mercenary that i'm building you're a goody two-shoes I'm a goody two-shoes, however. Um, oh, he is, dude. What's, I am. You've got the title even for goody two-shoes. But here's the thing, and here's the funny part. Half it's my... Twinkle half Toes. Of my, like, toes. My, good, my good choices, <laughs> right, are, hi, I'm going to murder you. Give me money. Yeah, but Which the, is absolutely hysterical. Yeah, but the so, good choices for the bounty hunter is when it's it's just about the money, not about actually killing. Whereas yeah. if you're choosing the really evil, vile things but, like my guy, then... Yeah, but it's it's heads me. in a sack, heads in a sack. Yes, 
<laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, and, and for me, it's it's all about the money. So that fits the way I want to build my character, and that fits the story of my character, right? So anyway, um, I like Mako because the way I'm building my character, as far as talent wise, I have a metric crap ton of damage reduction. So I have a constant flat percentage of of damage coming in that's just decreased. And her heals are more than enough to keep me alive on the vast majority of things. Like the one day I pulled like three groups accidentally and I'm like, how the hell did I live? And I looked at my talents and I was like, oh, oh, I have a shield. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been finding that I can live through so much crap. Well, case in point today, I was playing and I was telling you like I'm a level 26 and I'm fighting off level 30 elites and level 29 ads and surviving. And it's like, no, bounty hunters in a class should not be able to survive that. And, but you do. It just makes playing the class a ton of fun. And then some of the quest lines for the bounty hunter are just freaking hilarious, especially yes. depending on how you play them. And if you play them so that you are just the psychopath kind of bounty hunter that you'd expect. Oh, my God. Freaking, I was beating the crap out of a noble today. It was awesome. It was just I beat the crap awesome. out of that noble, too. Yeah, and it actually earned me points with Mako. Yeah. Like, I punched him in the face, and she's like, I like that. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Kinky, <laughs> let's yeah, do it. Who else do you want me to punch? Yeah. And then we actually- Yoshi up Mario. Yeah. We got our galts yesterday as well. We got our, our second companions. Oh, my God. So oh, that was freaking hilarious as well. I- oh, God. We chew, we chew through that little quest line there too, and uh, we would not have been able to solo it. But together, oh man, just ripped through it. That was a blast. My, my favorite moment was when we went into the cantina together, and we both did our like AOE rocket attack at the same time. So you see uh, two Makos, and like then two bounty hunters just slowly rise into the air, yeah. and like this massive amount of missiles everywhere, and then just everything died. You know what, and this to me is the most telling thing. You know what I find is really funny is when we were playing yesterday. Now, when I said before that you get attached to your characters and they're no longer just, you know, a character like you would have in WoW or, or other games, you really identify with your character a lot. Now, my bounty hunter is the uh, body shape three so he's the massive dude and then he's this big black dude and he's got the the skull tattoo which you got to be all manner of psycho to get this so i thought that fits perfect so he's got the skull tattoo and now he's got the uh, the fire eyes as well because his dark is damn near minus four thousand now and so he's just this badass joe's <laughs> bounty hunter is body shape four which is the large power puff girl guy and then he's got this weird kind of mohawk thing happening and a tattoo on his jaw but it's a little girly tattoo kind of thing and then he's he almost looks like he has freckles it's not he just looks like a big kid <laughs> is what he looks like he looks like he'd be asking i was telling him like he'd be asking people for directions to the nearest dq that's he just looks like just this big lovable kid when you're playing together and you're doing class quests together you can you can set it into preferences so you can do that the, the downside though is that you have to do everything twice because you can't do it together. You're doing it together, but you're going into their storyline. Then you have to exit the instance and then go back under your storyline to do it again. 
And that's, of course, so that your storyline is always your own, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, what's funny is that when you're in spectator mode and you're watching somebody else that is your class and that voice <laughs> is coming out of your guy, like it's it's not your guy, I found that so weird. I'm looking at it going like, that just doesn't feel right. I am so, I've identified so much with that character now because of the storyline, because of the phenomenal voice acting for the, the bounty hunter. Hey. And now, and now I, I, I look at you and I'm going, that's, that's not right. <laughs> you should have a little girly voice. <laughs> so Vince, what else have you been doing then? Um, I started up a little trooper and I got to say, like, they really throw some stuff at you early on in that. Yes. Like yep. some, some real, like, okay. You, on bounty hunter and most of the other classes I played, it's been, oh, okay. You know, just doing stuff, but they throw a lot of like weighty like emotional decisions at you right off the bat for the trooper and what i found and see my trooper i decided when i i played my trooper in the the beta i made him the very stoic typical army man kind of thing and i'm trying to do good by everybody and whatnot and then i decided when i do it here that he would be my republic character that is far more um sinister not necessarily sinister, but not afraid of making the Bottom dark line. choices. He's that kind of military person that's not afraid of... I'm not afraid of killing these these people dying if it means saving all of these other people. So case in point, when the, the, the bombs are planted around that would take out other troopers... Your mission that you're on, though, at the time is to find the giant bomb that's going to obliterate the island. And so when um, Eric is saying... Um, not Eric. Yeah, Eric is saying, go disarm these. I was like, no, that's not my mission. I'm not doing that. Hey, those are your people. Go save them. And so you're earning dark side point kind of things. But it's because, no, the the bigger picture is saving the other ones. If that means sacrificing those guys, do it. But my point is, is that if you're that kind of character, and I've also made him so that, again, damn it, you get sucked in. And it. I love being on the RP server because... Your character, how you choose to play him is so great. And I was having a hard time initially thinking, how is am I going to get him to make all these tough choices that won't fit with this kind of character? And I thought, well, he's actually the alien, the the, the dudes with the horns, with the, the, the lines on their faces. So I thought, okay, and I put a, a big scar on his face and I thought, okay, well, you know what? He got into, um, on his home planet kind of thing, He there was a big fight, whatever. He was in the military and his family got, bombed out by separatists or by something like that and that's why he has this utter hatred for anybody who doesn't follow the the republic side and dude when you do that suddenly the quests that open up and the the options for dialogue and the way that it it pans out when you're playing that quote-unquote bad side kind of thing on the trooper it's amazing absolutely amazing i'm i'm liking that too like how you can see that down the road um, some quest choices are opening up based on what your light or dark side is. And I was watching a couple of videos of some quests that I did and seeing that certain choices weren't there. And then seeing like I'm seeing two or three light side choices and one dark side choice pop up on mine. And it's like just seeing all the different responses because of like the stuff that I'm picking all the way through. It's really cool. Just from like a, a quest design perspective to see all those uh those things open up. Um, so now, but yeah, 
Vince, you you like you're only level six and whatnot, but it is the it is the equivalent of the bounty hunter, which is an insanely powerful spec to be playing, class to be playing. Oh, yeah, it's, compared it's to the Inquisitor, how are you finding it? Uh, it just it it's worlds apart, especially since my Inquisitor is uh, melee spec. So it just the I forgot how much fun the ranged combat was in this game because the first character I played in beta was a bounty hunter, and with a small time I spent on um, a smuggler. Most of the other classes I played were all melee based. So this is the first uh, ranged character I really played in quite a while. And I, I forgot just how amazingly fun the ranged combat is in this game. Yeah. Are you planning on going tank spec with him or healing or what? Nah, he's going to be full on commando, big ass cannon. Cool. Cool. All right. Yeah. I, I've been enjoying mine. I need to get back to playing him. He's only level 13 right now, but that's because I was concentrating on the, uh, the crew skills and whatnot. So that's, of course, that's been taken freaking hit. Thanks to the hit to slicing. That's <laughs> oh, you really sli- slowed down. Oh, dude. Slice. Oh, the, quit the, complaining. The nerf, that nerf it was not good. That you was, can't earn free you mean money the balance? Anymore. What's that? You mean the balancing? No, no, that was not balancing. I said this too, but a lot of Bioware needs to learn that when you're nerfing something, it's supposed to hurt. When you swing that nerf bat, it's supposed to hurt. Maybe leave a bruise, not take their freaking head clear off. And that's what the nerf to slicing did. That was nuts. It's it's a losing profession now. You lose money on it. Anyways, um, so anything else in game that you guys have been up to? Just going to throw it out there. Um, if you become a leader of a cult and choose to use your position for unscrupulous means, <laughs> make sure you have an escape plan. <laughs> we haven't come across uh, that yet. Those girls get pretty clingy. <laughs> Actually, there's one that gets clingy for the smuggler as well, which was hilarious. When you're doing the smuggler quest and you get to Narshada, which the, the questing stuff on Narshada for the smuggler is priceless. It's just... Well, everything for the smuggler has been priceless, but the yeah. stuff there has been great because that's where you meet Baudar, your 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 Wookiee. That's where he is, and then there's and you're you're actually doing some other stuff for Risha, who is not yet on your crew officially, but she's on your ship. She kind of invited herself over with a whole bunch of shit, and which is is a, a lot of fun. But th- there's Baudar, and you're helping him out. But there's a chick on the promenade at where that hut is, where Baudar is. And you can talk to her and you can choose flirty options as well. My smuggler, dude, if it's got a skirt, even then a fancy pantsuit, he's flirting with it. And so he was flirting with this chick and turns out he kind of took off to her apartment at 1.2. But when you leave the planet and then come back, she meets you in the spaceport, like the clingy freaking nut job <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Why didn't you come and see me again? And I was like, oh my God, you're that chick. And so I sent her back to her apartment and said, I'll be right there. And Stage I never five went clinger. back. Stage five clinger. And then the, just one more thing on the, uh, with the smuggler. I was, uh, I, I talked about this on the Droidcast too. The, the, when you're doing the smuggler quest line and you are, you get to Alderaan now, this is for anybody who's playing a smuggler, or if you know somebody who's playing a smuggler, please ask them if you can be part and in spectator mode when they get to this part. There's a quest called The Duel. And so you're dealing on Alderaan. It's all nobles and stuff like that. House of Thule and all these other places and whatnot. So you're dealing with noble stupidity. And so you you meet up with two nobles, uh, a brother and sister team up. Again, you can romance the, the sister too. Which boom I did, but anyway, so you can uh, you 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 get friendly with them. About that, yeah. 
And then later on, while you're doing something else, you get a hollow call from them saying they need help because they got challenged to a duel by this this dude, this from the Lord from House of Whatever, and that the 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 brother has no clue how to fight. So will you be his champion in his stead? So fine. And you don't have a choice as a smuggler. You have to do this quest because it's part of your class quest line. So you head over there and you've got your, your guns and you got freaking Baudar. I had Baudar with me. And this Lord insults you right from the get go. One of the options immediately is to shoot him. Not to wait for the official start of the duel or anything, just freaking shoot him. <laughs> and it was that Han Solo shoots first thing. It was, you saw Indiana Jones with him when he shoots the, the samurai the dude. Moment. And then the Mal, Malcolm with the, the whole thing with the, uh, the the duel that they have there. So you shoot him and he starts, what are you doing? This, it hasn't even begun, blah, blah, blah. And then you can shoot him again. There's another option immediately <laughs> after to shoot him again. And so you shoot him again and he says, stop. Stop, you won the duel <laughs> and it just keeps going and and then you have the option of saying no this is a duel to the death and then at that point you start fighting it was the first time in this game and the first time in, in a long time with any game where i was literally laughing out loud i couldn't stop laughing i'm giggling and laughing it was like oh this is this is just all manner of awesome it was just so fantastic it was perfect yes it was Okay, so let's move away from the Old Republic now. And yes, we are talking more about the Old Republic, but to suck it up, it's just a fantastic game. So we're going to be covering a lot of it on the show right now. And it, it's it's like it was meant for this podcast because it's all about story. It's all about characters and RP. It's just, it fits so perfectly. Every class or every quest that I'm doing, for the most part, there's always something that's like, oh, I want to talk to somebody about this. This is so freaking awesome. So... Let's talk about some of the other games, though, and some of the other news that we got. There was a lot of news about Reckoning that came out. Vince, you're the one that found this. Yes, yes. Uh, it was actually a couple of weeks ago we got uh, another Reckoning Live uh, video that came out. And, man, these things have just been treasure trove of information. Uh, this latest one was focused on combat, and uh, it featured the lead combat designer, Joe Kadara, as well as another combat designer, Justin Perez. And... They were talking about the combat in the game. Uh, they started off with the latest Heroes Guide trailer about power and mastery, which is just impressive. And they were talking about their approach to the combat design and how in so many action games, you know, you swing your sword and, okay, maybe you see some blood or something, but you don't quite get that feeling of combat like you do in other genres, really. So they started actually by breaking down systems in fighting games and trying to get that same feel to translate over to Reckoning. So every time you hit an enemy, you know you hit that enemy. It has a weight to it. It has a feeling and it, it's responsive. And it's just a very freeform system, too. There, there's no dial a combo. You're not going to be sitting there XX square X right trigger. Not, press the buttons at the time you feel is appropriate and cool things will happen. Like, <laughs> the, the entire every, every time they show a video of the combat in this game, it's just like that. That's the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because I, I see a little bit of fable in it as well, albeit much better you know but it's the same principle because say what you will about fable 2 like it it was far too simplistic but it did flow very well and so that's the kind of thing that i'm seeing on here as well 
Uh, they talked some about all the various weapons and how no matter what weapon you choose to use, they're all going to have different effects and different feels to them. Uh, the way they were talking about a lot of the mage weapons, and personally, I've decided that the first character, well, probably the only character given how huge this game is, yeah, really. I, I want to use those chakrams. From that very first uh, live stream back oh, in yes. E3, I knew that's what I yes. wanted to do in this game is use those chakrams. But I mean, they, they even made the freaking staff and the wand look cool as hell. <laughs> Doing these crazy volcano AOE attacks with a staff, you know, just jamming it into the ground and lava erupting everywhere. Craziness. And uh, also with the rogue, how they have, uh, well, not the rogue, but the rogue type characters. How you have a choice uh, mainly between daggers, which will be give you massive single target damage, or the Fey Blades, which are just, again, cool as hell. And they, they, they said the design for using the Fey Blades was based around the Tasmanian Devil, because you just become a, you just become a whirling top of doom with these things. Uh, and even uh, they, they have a difference in the stealth mechanics, too. Uh, how if you stealth up behind an enemy with daggers, it's a guaranteed kill. If you stealth up with the Fey Blades, it's not going to be a guaranteed kill, but it's a great combat opener. So there's a lot of those choices as well. And they even said you can use stealth with any weapon. You won't get the special animations, but you will get the damage bonus. So even if you're a big warrior or a mage, stealth can factor into the gameplay. Yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm uh, when I'm looking at this, I'm seeing the shocker stuff too, but a lot of the caster stuff just looks cool as freaking hell in this stuff. <laughs> And um, one thing that I found pretty cool was uh, we were talking a couple weeks ago about how the uh, they have the on-the-fly switching between the PC controls and the, the console controls if you're playing on a computer. And uh, Raj, you ordered it on PC, right? Yep. So how they said originally they had just basically remapped the controller to the keyboard like pretty much every other game does. And it didn't work. So they, they said they actually completely scrapped everything and redesigned the entire PC control scheme from the ground up, which thank you is, is, is something you definitely don't see much these days, especially for a game like this, which is virtually guaranteed to sell vastly higher quantities on the console than it is on PC, but they're still taking the time. Yeah, that's I love that. And that's also why I like supporting buying the PC game, the PC version. It's like, yeah, you guys went out of your way. I, I feel good about buying that version. Mm-hmm. Plus it'll look better. Yeah. And they started <laughs> talking a lot about the animations because, well, no matter how cool your combat is, how crazy the attacks are it all has to flow it all has to look right you don't want those jerky animations and they spent a lot of time really pinpointing that uh at so many studios you have the you know the combat designers and then you have the animators and they work on you know different rooms different sides of the building different floors so the combat designer will say hey uh this attack needs a you know a half a second more time and then just send it up to the animator and the animator has to figure out how to do that (laughs) But at big, huge games, no, the, the combat designers and the animators, they, they share desks. Like, they work literally side by side. So when one, you know, is having, you know, trying to change something, they, they work together. And you really see that with a lot of the animations of the game, how it flows, how it's just very smooth. They even went so far as to design completely different animations for the female characters. The timing on the attacks is still the same. The effects is still the same. But the smaller frame with a giant warhammer has to hold it a little differently and thus will move differently. And that's really cool. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, you're really seeing the, the, the influence of Todd McFarlane here. And they, the way they termed it was poses. 
how at any given frame in an attack, your character has a pose to them that lets you know what's happening. It's it's like in a comic book. You know, you have to have certain poses during a fight scene in a comic to convey that feeling of motion. And they said, you know, every motion you do in the game, if you freeze frame it, it has that pose to it that even standing still, it has that sense of motion. That's going to be nuts to actually see. Like to actually take combat cinematics and freeze frame them and and look at all of it to see whether or not because that's it doesn't make sense that they do that it's it's just too much like you know what i mean so <laughs> i'm very curious how that's going to play out yeah uh we got in of course to the uh, q a segment of the live uh show and there was a lot of questions about the mages because we see so much about you know combat swords and yes. daggers hammers what is the mage you know if you okay sure you have fire your in your face that's you what... have your chakrams but, you know, what's it like to actually play a mage? And, you know, they said, you know, in Reckoning, you can be an actual mage with all of your elemental attacks. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure, you'll probably want to mix it up with actual combat. But mages and Reckoning are not afraid to get into the thick of battle. Uh, and that makes me happy. Yes. And they also talked about how, you know, if you want to keep at range, uh, mages can summon a spirit to, to fight alongside them. A spirit that levels up with some pretty cool attacks that they were talking about to the point where it'll it'll send out projectiles that'll hit the enemy and then bounce back and heal you. Like, it's <laughs> some really, really cool stuff that they're doing. You know what and, this reminds me of? This is it's turning out the same way as Skyrim in that whereas a lot of, a lot of other RPGs it's all about well we need to find balance, we need to this and we need to that and all that and it still has to be challenging. It, this is just how much cool shit can we put in this to make it so that you feel unbearably awesome the entire time that you're playing. And that's what this feels like. Mhm. And then just to round out, uh they did say that you can use any type of weapon regardless of class. So if you're a pure mage, you can still use a sword and shield if you want to, just without the uh, uh, appropriate points spent in the uh, the combat trees. You won't have the passive bonuses that go along with it, but it is allowed. And of course, if you level up to the point uh, enough hybrid-wise, you gain mastery over all weapons and can then get all of the passive bonuses uh, through that. So they're, they're giving you plenty of options in combat. See, and that I love that. I love that because it's open-ended character creation, essentially. And even with a lot of games that tote that, you don't have that. Like, you still get shoehorned. And the fact that you can literally build the character exactly how you want. Like, if you want to, if you're an old second edition D&D nut, you can play your, your battle mage or your shadow dancers or everything else that are in there, and you can recreate it in this game. And it, just to have that sort of uh, power over your character makes me really, really excited for this game and so happy that I ordered the collector's edition. Yeah. <laughs> you got the, uh, I'm assuming the 360 version? Uh, yes, I did. Yep. All right. So we've all got ours. So <laughs> you guys can definitely expect a lot of talk about Reckoning <laughs> as soon as that comes out. Yes. And did you guys check out the uh, other link to the uh, the abilities list for the entire game? No, that I didn't it's actually. Ridiculous. Oh my god. Like some of these skills um they even mentioned it on the uh, live show that pretty much everybody who's tested the game their favorite skill was uh from the finesse tree and it's one called gambit where you're you know, rogue type character flips up into the air and just litters the battlefield with all these freaking mines and grenades. And it's just craziness. They showed off some of the, the, the spell effects. They have this one, oh, I forget what it's called, like call of elements or something like that. 
and it's just he freezes the enemy and then he does a backflip and blasts them with flame on the way back and then summons a giant rock from the sky <laughs> to crush it. I'm like, that is ridiculous. I want it. <laughs> well, and that's what it is. It's that level of like fantasy ridiculousness. Also, the fact that each uh, each one of the abilities that you go into each tree either has a YouTube video demonstrating <laughs> it or an awesome like awesome concept art uh, for it, which is really really cool uh, because you don't see that very often. You're like, oh, you're gonna get this ability and it's gonna do this, and you don't see anything until it's like, uh, you know, in beta or whatever. But now it's like, nope, nope. Here, just enjoy. This is what it's like. Oh, you want to see what assassin art looks like? Yep, here you are. You're crowded over a body. Yep, you're you're drawn in their blood. Have a nice day. You know, it's like stuff like that. It's just it's ridiculously cool. Very true. Now let's talk about another RPG that has come into the news, and that is talk about what we can expect from Dragon Age Three. This has got me very curious because I do have faith in Bioware. Yes, they are fully capable of screwing things up, but as we've also seen, they can create gold at will so and i do have faith in the ip still so when they're talking about what they're thinking about doing with dragon age 3 and making it far more open-ended and an open sandbox feel same as with skyrim what does that mean to you guys what are you taking out of this mass effect level open-ended traveling through the world also like we see in star wars but done in dragon age scale well, Mass Effect still wasn't as open world mm-hmm. as a Skyrim, not even compared, close. But compared to... Compared to Dragon, Dragon Age, Age 2, 1, yes. Compared to Dragon Age 2, even Dragon Age 1 and the expansion, um, I like the idea that it could be a much more open world. Uh, the world of Dragon Age is huge. And anybody who's read the books, and now there are three of them, by the way, um, you'll get an idea of how exactly big the world is, how many different areas have yet to be explored, um, how many places near where we traveled, and even in between where we traveled in the games uh, so far have yet to be uh, presented to us. So if all that if all that gets filled in, let's just even take a look at Dragon Age Origin, right? How big was that map? How much did we actually see of it? Most of it was just traveling by map, you know, dot, 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 oh, an encounter, dot, 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 locate, you know, you're at your destination. What if all of that was filled in? What if we actually got to see just all of that, everything that's between every village, every grove, every outcropping? And it was something uh, more like, you know, Skyrim as far as like the openness of exploring the world, but with the Dragon Age IP. That's what I'm ex- like. That's what I yeah. would be excited for. Yeah, very much so. That's that's exactly what I mean. I would like to see the. Uh, I would like to see something like that. I want to see something the size of Skyrim. I I do want to see something that monstrous in the Dragon Age IP because it is an IP that I I absolutely adore, and I can't wait to read that next book that came out too. Did you actually start reading it yet? Yes, I did. What's it called again? Ascension. Asunder. Asunder. Okay, so. Yeah, that I can't wait to start reading that novel as well. And that's again, I love, I love the IP. So if they could make something that is as epic in scope as Skyrim, oh, dude, that'd be amazing. Well, they could even take it that much farther because they also said that they really liked the concept they use in Dragon Age Two with the passage of time. And I do have to agree that was a that was a cool effect. It could have been done better, but take that Skyrim-sized world and add that realistic passage of time to it, and now we're talking about something really amazing. 
Well, you're talking about something that goes beyond what Skyrim did even. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, you, if you're looking at Skyrim as your base and then making it better from there, holy crap in hell. And the thing, too, is that Bioware has the potential that it can pull something like that off. They've got the manpower, the manpower that they, they can put on a project of that size. And then they've got the funding if they absolutely need it, as long as Bioware uh, has faith in the, the, the product. Okay, we'll so, see. yeah, here's hoping. Now, the yeah. there is actually also something that's going on right now with Bioware for Dragon Age. Uh, Joe, you're the one that found this. Uh, the... We're talking about the the writing oh, contest, God. the writing contest. Yes, uh, they're Way doing a. I am totally out of it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, there is a contest right now for the a fan fiction contest right now, uh, where they want a twenty five hundred word original composition based in the Dragon Age world. Um, and I believe it's open till the thirteenth. Thirteenth, yeah. Sorry. So it's coming. Yeah. It's coming up. It's coming up, um, but 2,500 words is not that much. I mean, for me, I'm I'm definitely participating, and I'm already, you know, 2,000 words in. So <laughs> mine will definitely be done and submitted. But it's, it's kind of cool because it's getting people excited about it, and there was a lot of people excited about it, not only on those forums, but pretty much everywhere else. And yeah. with what they've given us as far as, like, characters to work with, including your own character and what you've created, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Well, again, it's take come up with a story in that IP and just make it all manner of awesome. And a lot of people are up for that. And and especially when you're looking at the already established history and lore that's there that mm-hmm. you can make use of where it's not like our history where you may have a character that was in a specific war or something and how that affected them. Here you're looking at the different wars that have occurred in that that IP, which are far different than anything else that we've seen in other games, kind of thing. So yeah, it's it it offers a lot of opportunities for some some very very good writing. I'm still debating whether I'm going to do it, not because I don't want to, but just because of the timeline. Because I don't know if I between writing and rewrites and everything, that's cutting it pretty tight. But we'll see. So other news that we had also to talk about. Well, of course, you guys can't go a week without talking about Transformers. Hell no. We can. Awesome. <laughs> you just don't want to. Yeah, we can. Joe, no, this was Vince. You found this. Uh, yeah, uh, we got some great concept art. It was a, a press kit that was sent around to various websites. And one of them was I stuff to pro- post all the concept art. And I just have to really give it to High Moon Studios as to how well they've captured the universe. Uh, we see some great artwork of uh, the Dinobots, uh, the Combaticons, even their, their form, Bruticus mode, Shockwave, Jazz, a lot of the characters that are going to be in this game that we haven't seen previously. And, well... Michael Bay and company could learn a lot from this. <laughs> How they've taken these characters, modernized them, made them badass looking, and yet still instantly recognizable to what they're supposed to represent. Optimus Prime looks like Optimus Prime, and gotta tell you, it looks like he's been working out in between games. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, just he's pumping and they showed iron off... is what you're saying. Yeah. But oh, <laughs> showed, showed off some great stuff. Uh, some pictures of just the concept art and the world and Cybertron itself. And they've really gone all out with just establishing this great setting that as, as I saw in the first game, if they continue that and build upon it is this is something special for people like me who are really into this sort of stuff. Um, also in here, they had, they had some stuff they were talking about uh, a cool little timeline 
uh, everything from prior to the first game all the way up through, uh, you know, once they finally end up on Earth years and years later. Some really cool stuff in there that could be the basis of other games that they kind of tease. And they were also talking about multiplayer and how in the first game, you had a couple skins to choose from, basically the characters that were available in the game. And if you chose certain classes, you had a skin to choose from, and you could slightly recolor it. You couldn't even fully customize your, your color scheme. But they, they, they're claiming that characters in this game are going to be fully customizable in multiplayer, which is huge for an IP like Transformers. Yeah. Make the vehicle what you want it to look like. Make your robot mode what you want it to look like. Colors, weapons, go all out. I mean... Do what Space Marine did. Space Marine had some of the most insane customization I've ever seen. Yeah. And Transformers was a very similar play style to Space Marine. So it, there's 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 a correlation there. And if they could pull off that level of customization with the Transformers IP, I would even play it. And I hate playing third-person multiplayer games. Joe? Nothing? I want it. I want it now. All right. Fine. No, it's just, it's 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 fantastic to see the uh, the amount of art assets they're putting into it. Right. It's a very vibrant universe. I mean, if you've read the comics and you've not just watched the TV show, but literally just read the comics for all these years, including the re-release that's going to be happening soon, apparently, um, you get like so many just awesome visuals and and just a complete it's a spectacle and just to see that sort of investment into making the characters your own, especially a multiplayer. That's awesome. Okay. Let's move on to another title that's going to be coming out hopefully soon as well. And that's borderlands two. We got a little bit more information about that. Joe, take it. Okay. Borderlands two. Uh, we got a little bit more information about the gun Zerker class and we talked about it before. Uh, it was one of the first ones uh, that we saw in the teaser trailer. Um, it is a dual wielding class. Uh, but you can only bring out two guns for a limited amount of time. It's not a permanent thing. Um, that means you have to choose what guns to pull out and when. So not only are you just a gun-toting maniac, you're a gun-toting maniac that has to strategize. Should I bring the electrical shotgun out to bear? Should I spit fire and ice at the same time? Well, you're going to have to make these decisions on the fly. And I thought that was kind of cool because it gives it a lot more depth than I think we anticipated. And that's just, I mean to have the gunzerker and be like, well, I'm going to have to make smart choices at some points in this game. That's cool. You know what I really like about this myself? I like that it's going to allow you to hang on to more than just a gun or two to keep in your arsenal. I, I and you'll I, have to use more than just one. And I like that because with Borderlands, I, I don't know if you guys were the same as, as me, but I really found it hard to let go of certain guns just yes. because I love the effect on them. I, I loved how they felt and everything. And more so than any other game, I love that. Just that the feel of it was just something that they were very distinct, different ones. And so I would always hang on to a couple of them, but it, it was never something like, yes, I'd switch off, but there wasn't a, a definite need at points where, yes, know all of your weapons and know that you are going to have to be switching out between them. And that's what I love about this. Now, the only problem is going to be in terms of your, your capacity of how many guns you can carry and, and things like that. So as long as they give you enough as that class so that you can have quite a few guns that you can carry without it weighing you down, oh, dude, that would be phenomenal. Now, not only is there going to be just the, the, the layer of strategy with the guns, but you're also going to have three very distinct talent trees to choose from. You're going to have your DPS trees, of course, 
Um, but there's going to have a tanking tree as well. And the tanking tree is based around self-sustaining. So they're going to have things like, you know, life drain, extra ammo, uh, basically things that let you go longer than your opponents. And that's kind of cool because in the first one, the brick, I don't think I know anybody that really played and enjoyed oh, the brick. It was terrible. It was absolutely it was a terrible. terrible. But I think the idea of a tanking Gunzerker is kind of cool. Well, oh, yeah, but see, that's the thing, too. It's not that the concept of tanking in Borderlands was not something that was appealing, because it was. It was tanking as brick that was yes. not something that you wanted to do. <laughs> Give me a class that can tank in that type of game. That was it would have been so much more fun. Like I played that game with a buddy of mine who played a soldier. And so he loved it because he could shoot me and heal me. And so had I been able to play a class that could actually tank effectively and not be a pain in the ass to play where you want to gouge your eyes out, then it would have been a blast, but it was just brick was a pain in the ass. So if, if the Gunzerker can be that fun tanking class, Oh dude, sign me up. Now that said, the Gunzerker wasn't the only uh, tidbit of information we got. We also got a little information and very little information, sadly, about the Siren class. The Siren class from the original game will be making a return. The Siren was my favorite class. That's because she was too game. easy to play. Well, not not because she was just easy, but because the the entire idea of having like submachine guns and phasing in and out, it was just cool combat style for me. Now, they say that it's going to play incredibly different than it was before, which means Phase Walker is gone. And that's good because Phase Walker was really OP. roll face on keyboard win. Yes. Max Phase Walker, add elemental damage. Make sure you have the right gear to increase your elemental damage. Press F button. Win! <laughs> now, it, the, I want to know how very, very different and very, very new this gameplay is. Um, lead writer Anthony Birch has gone on record to say that that's going to be the case, but that's all we've got so far. So now I'm waited, waiting with bated breath. I want to know what the hell they're going to do with my Siren class, and I want to know how awesome it's going to be. I'm really just excited. just means it's the last one they're going to reveal. <laughs> well, they better start talking about the other one soon, because I really want to start hearing about the other classes that they're going to be introducing, and it would be nice if it was more than just four. I, I, that might be asking for too much and kind of changing the style of the game but i don't know i think it'd be nice to have even just a few more it, just to have a little bit more variety because if you're in a group with several other people there was far too many instances where you are the same kind of characters as well so it'd be nice if there was a little bit more variety well even if you specced your uh, character differently it was still basically the same so but that's what we're kind of seeing here is more variety and even amongst the same class that we're going to get hopefully that's what we're at least seeing with uh salvador here yeah okay so moving away from there joe you had to put something with minecraft you're such a freaking minecraft fanatic you had <laughs> Dude, to i am addicted to this game <laughs> he found a video of skyrim the minecraft edition justifiably yes it is kind of cool but it's just because it has minecraft in it that you're so excited well, not only that, but it was a really well done machinima too, yes. and that's really well, like that's one of the first things that I really love about it. I like well done machinima, and this was just ridiculously well done. The sound was the soundtrack was awesome and epic. It was Skyrim done over what was essentially like an eight bit world, and I absolutely adore that. Yes, I'm a fan of Minecraft, but even more so, it's just the way the characters move, the way they use the assets from Minecraft 
to redo the entire introductory sequence essentially uh, for Skyrim was just really cool. And if you guys get a chance, uh, check it out in the show notes. Click the link when we put it up and just enjoy. It's it's five minutes of absolutely awesome machinima. <laughs> Okay, with that, we're actually going to let you guys go. Thanks for everybody who came to join us in the live chat room. And we will be back, you know, barring any unforeseen blizzards or net outages on Monday eventually. next week. We are back on a regular schedule. All right, so shut up. Anyways, we will be back next week. Of course, if you have any questions or anything, send them to forthelore at gmail.com or on Twitter at forthelore. Thanks, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Last episode, we went over our choices for the best of 2011. Each of the games we discussed was truly fantastic in one way or another, and worthy of being listed. However, there are a few games I played this year that fell just short of being the best, but I feel are still well worth playing, so I'm bringing you my rest of 2011. First off is Dead Space 2. This game was a bit of a departure from the first in tone, with Isaac being given much more characterization. This led to a trade-off. Players lost the dread-inducing isolation of the first game, but gained a much more psychological brand of terror. The more messed up Isaac became, the more you felt it as the player. Overall, it meant a stronger story for the sequel. Combat was also overhauled, with weapons being much more responsive this time around. However, that's been balanced out by enemies being meaner, uglier, stronger, and faster, not to mention there's even more of them. Dead Space 2 was a great game and definitely in my top 10 for the year, but just short of earning any best of honors. Many publications selected Mortal Kombat as their fighting game of the year, which I feel is a joke. As well executed as the story mode was, the fighting engine itself is still a clunky mess. No, for me, the best fighting game of the year is definitely Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which just recently released their upgraded Ultimate version, with 12 new characters and a load of other features. Marvel vs. Capcom remains the fastest, flashiest, and most fun fighting game around, and offers plenty to players of all skill ranges. Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine is perhaps the most unexpected fun I've had all year. As a non-fan of the franchise, I wasn't quite sure what I was getting myself into, but I'm glad I gave it a try. This game is perhaps the best blend of shooter gameplay and melee combat I've ever seen, and the sheer brutality of the combat drives the point home. The Ultramarines are the biggest badasses in the universe, and Space Marines certainly makes you feel like it. Next is the game that has made me the happiest this year, Sonic Generations. As a longtime Sonic fanboy, this is the game I've been waiting years to play. Not only has Sega managed to get 3D Sonic right for the first time since the original Sonic Adventure on Dreamcast, but they've also delivered the best 2D Sonic since the early 90s. It's been far too long since gaming's second biggest mascot has been in a game worth buying, and I can only hope this is the beginning of a new direction for the franchise. If you're looking for a smaller game, look no further than Stacking, the Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network puzzle game from Double Fine. The game revolves around a family of Russian nesting dolls who have been forced into slavery, and it's up to the smallest one to rescue them all. 
As the smallest nesting doll, you can stack yourself into other characters and use their special abilities to solve a variety of fun puzzles. Also, if you're into tower defense games, check out Iron Brigade, also by Double Fine. The rest of the games on my list are ones I've covered in more detail previously, so you can check out episodes 68, 75, and 77 for my full thoughts on L.A. Noir, Catherine, and Radiant Historia. L.A. Noir is a game I would recommend to anyone who can appreciate a slow-paced, story-driven game. Catherine is a great puzzle game with an insane premise, and Radiant Historia is simply a great RPG. So there you go guys, my rest of 2011. The best part of this list is many of the games featured can be found for a very good price, either pre-owned or at many retailers' end-of-year clearance sales. This is my favorite time to pick up games I may have overlooked throughout the year, and now you guys know what to look for. You know what, dude? I was playing earlier today. Now, see, this is where it's so wrong. My son was beside me watching me play because I told him that I was going to do a quest and there was going to be Jawas. He is a freaking Jawa fanatic. He just he he wishes so hard that they introduce Jawas as a playable class in the game. I, I really, actually, I hope they do as well. But. Uh, to the point where he's he's imagining what classes they'd be able to play and what side they'd be like he's thought this through okay he really wants it to happen anyways so I'm i doing... want a jawa engineer that explodes oh, droids dude that would be awesome anyways so i'm doing you the droid boom shut up i'm doing the bounty hunter quest <laughs> where you got to go in and you confront them the little bastards and i if i see a jawa and i can click on them i do just to hear their their little talk because I'm sorry, but I don't know anybody who can listen to one and not smile. Just listening. That's it. That's all you need. So you go and you talk to one of them, and then you can get all in his face and actually start a fight. My son is beside me. He's cheering for the freaking Jawas. He's not cheering for his old man. He's cheering for the Jawas. So, yeah. The question was, was he jumping up and down screaming UTD? No, no, but he really likes our guild name. Let me tell you, on <laughs> on Saturday, um, I let my girlfriend log in on my account so she could check out my Inquisitor. So she logs in, and what's the first thing she sees is a big window that pops up says, shout out UTD, when something awesome happens. She looks at me, and she's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are adults. <laughs> Basically, if you're on the same ship together, and my son, I was on my son's ship, and so he went in to do it, and basically he disappears from the cockpit. All of a sudden, you're like, who's flying this thing? Because <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> and you're left to wander about. So I just took the Whee! escape pod. <laughs> and you can't use... Move his things around. Yeah, really. <laughs> Mind freak. Mako's delirious. Re Rearrange his cargo hold. <laughs> contaminated somebody uh but yeah no it's the uh you can't do anything together so there i'll be in game later i'll be in game later as well i'll be in game in like five minutes that said anybody in the audience if you want to join the knights of utd just find us we're on the ebon hawk realm which is such an awesome name for an rp realm yes it is i agree i absolutely agree so yeah we're there and on the um uh, on the Empire side, we are Knights Who Say UTD, and on the uh, Republic side, it's Serenity. Um, of course, nobody nobody's playing Republic except for me, and now Vince started up a yep. character. So. All right, so we'll get there um, eventually. Eventually. <laughs> eventually. 
uh, I got four, four freaking of pieces of heavy armor gear, orange Shh. gear. So I was like, awesome. <laughs> so then I was telling Joe who had logged in after, he was like pouty face, <laughs> all <laughs> jealous. So Harris said, I'll run you through if you want as well. So I said, well, if you're going through with him again, if you don't mind, I'll bounce on my Imperial agent and uh, and then I'll get it on him. So he said, yeah, sure, go for it. So I get my Imperial agent, and first first drop, orange medium boots, <laughs> medium oh armor. God. So I got those, <laughs> <laughs> and he got a few things, but I got that, and I got the the final boss dropped a piece of heavy armor. So he got that and a vibroblade that I can use. So he didn't make out nearly as well as I had. It was hilarious. And then they were saying, well, it could be quite a few hours, might be just till tomorrow. So, I, all right, you know what? Fine. And that's when I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> Very productive. It, it was. And then I woke up and the internet was back on. And then I played Star Wars. It was, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the weirdest thing is, though? I mean, shit, I'm talking to it. We're going to save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a jab at Joe, too, so you'll want it. Oh, well, yeah. Definitely. You'll want to wait for him. <laughs> Oh, we're giving up. Oh, I'm tired. Oh.